Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us on the inaugural episode of the Two for One cast. I am Brian Lang. And I am Anthony Odorell. If you're not familiar with Two for One, you are probably not alone, considering uh, I know about it, Anthony knows about it, my wife Brianna knows about it, and my therapist knows about it. And, and that's it. That's about it. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a blog that I will be writing on. Uh, maybe some other people as well, but for the most part, myself, mostly about basketball and baseball, possibly other things in the entertainment or gaming industry. I'm not sure yet. So if you happen to be someone listening to this and you would like to contribute, you probably know me personally, and I'm sure you could talk to me about that. <laughs> we're accepting all takers. Uh, we're, we're taking all acceptors. Uh, so we have a couple things that we want to go over today um, on the pod. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Bill James, who is a Boston Red Sox advisor, uh, longtime revered uh, sabermetrics duder. You, you, you want to tell me what sabermetrics is, Anthony? Oh, by the way, sorry, I haven't actually mentioned this part of the podcast. So I play the part of the quote-unquote guru, of which I am not, but I am playing the part of one. And, <laughs> and Anthony is playing the part of someone who has no fucking idea what goes on in sports. He plays that part so well, you'd think that he has no fucking idea what goes on in sports. I watch the Super Bowl sometimes. Sometimes. But the thing is that um, I wanted Anthony to do this podcast specifically because he and I are very good friends. We have very good chemistry. And I think it might be funny if we have someone who doesn't have any idea what's going on on the podcast. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. If it's not, we're not going to do it. This podcast sucks. Anthony, how are you doing tonight? I'm alive. He's alive. That's worse than most. That's so, not the most you can ask for. Let's be real. <laughs> so, Anthony, you want to tell me what sabermetrics are in baseball? Uh, sabermetrics. So, you know how, like, saber-toothed tigers are vicious? I'm aware. All right. So, it's the level of viciousness that we're, we're tracking here. All right. So, the dictionary definition of sabermetrics, that's how you know it's a podcast is good, folks. When people are reverting to the dictionary definition, the dictionary definition you know he's of a guru sabermetrics. <laughs> well, no. I wanted, to, I wanted to refute you with cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light. The application <laughs> of statistical analysis to baseball records, especially in order to evaluate and compare the performance of individual players. So, sabermetrics... Dude, that's pretty vicious. ...is... <laughs> associated with the analytics movement that's been going on in baseball over the past 10, 15 years. Bill James has been writing about it since the 80s. He is now employed by the Red Sox. He said today, uh, today being Thursday, yeah, Thursday, Thursday um, November the the 8th, he said... Yes, let's date this podcast. Yep. <laughs> he said that all baseball players are replaceable. Do you, did you believe that that's true? Well, you know, eventually they die. Every so. baseball player will die. You heard it here <laughs> first. Um, what he b said was that um, all baseball players would be replaceable in around three years, which I don't completely disagree with. The shelf life of, of any athlete is, you know, five to ten years. You always want to make sure you check the shelf life before you pick them up you at the supermarket. You must, when you go buy your baseball players, make sure they're going to be around for at least five years. Yeah, you don't want to pick one up with the expiration dates like next week. But sometimes your dumbass husband 
goes and he doesn't read the labels. He doesn't know which baseball players to buy. He just <laughs> he's just had a really long fucking day. So he just gets to the grocery store and he wants to just get the fuck out. So he picks up the first baseball player he sees on that shelf. And then he comes home and his wife yells at him and she says, Carrie Wood? Why'd you buy Carrie Wood? He's not going to be around for five years. Carrie Wood has one or two years in on tops. <laughs> this is preposterous. So anyway, the first segment, we're going to be talking about some uh, baseball analytic um, stats. And I'm going to say the name of them. And we're going to ask Anthony if he can correctly identify what they stand for. Well, I'm excited. So first we're going to start. It, this actually uh, applies directly to what Bill James said this is why we're starting with this one first. War. W-A-R. War. Uh, I cannot use it in a sentence. <laughs> I am unable. Well, what is it good for? Okay, is that your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> so my guess is going to be their other weekly average rating. Weekly it's, average rating. It's an That's aggregate how- over time of their rating. It's an average even. All right, so war is actually wins above replacement. All right. That was close. Yeah. So basically... I just Googled war. <laughs> well, because... No, no. You have to see... I, no human being is able to calculate... <clears throat> According to the dictionary no, definition, stop. war is stop. a state of armed conflict between states. So basically, um, the way that war is calculated is absolutely convoluted. And I don't quite understand it. Right. So it also depends on if you're using F war or B war. I wasn't going to get into that, but here we go. B war is a lot of people would agree with you. F war. B war (laughs) is how baseball reference calculates war. And F war is how fan graphs calculates war. So just for argument's sake, let's go with F war. Okay. F war is equal to W R A A plus U Z R plus the position plus tw- 20 divided by 600 plus the number of plate appearances that the batter has. That's how you calculate F4. Yeah, I'm glad that we can't simplify 20 over 600 to a, uh, a simpler number. It's impossible. It's it's impossible, folks. We got, we got the best numbers in baseball. <laughs> so, um, war is basically a replacement level player is zero. And the idea is that with all replacement level players, your team would be 500. They, they would have just as many wins as losses, right? Yeah. So when you have a war of one, that means that you as a player are worth one more win than a replacement level player. So that, that that's what war is good for. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Got it. <laughs> all right, next. Uh, this is an easy one. I was going to scale from uh, easy to difficult, but I had to start with war, which is honestly pretty easy. Uh, but um, I, I had to start with war because of the whole Bill James thing, the replacement level players, and OBP. Tell me what OBP is, Anthony. All right, so this is their oh baby points. You know when they make, oh baby you know points. when they make a fantastic play and the guy's like oh baby. <laughs> the average amount of those per game. <laughs> OBP. You know, never mind. It stands for OBB points. I am officially changing my definition of OBB to OBB points. All right, never mind. You got it right. You did it. All right, we're one and one. All right. Um, now, building off of OBB points, we have OPS. Uh, OPS. This is actually a modifier of um, OBP. 
It's a modifier of OBP. Okay. It's a... Uh, I mean, I should say that you need OBP to calculate OPS. It's in the OPS equation. Well, obviously, the O stands for O-baby points. So it's the O-baby points per second. Uh, yeah, that is absolutely correct. It is how many O-baby points you earn per second. See, the problem is that it um, OBP favors players who have longer careers because yes. it's their total O-baby points. But you can start to scale and you can see younger players, how they would do players that maybe don't see the field as much. You see how many O-baby points they earn every second. Yeah. It's a revolutionary statistic. Only the statistic. good players get more than one O-baby point per second. Yeah, correct. All right, so you're actually uh, two for three. This is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> you're next, we have WRC+. Plus. Right, this is uh, wins... Mm-hmm. Really, <laughs> wins really caused. Wins really caused. Would yeah, you, like you know, to... like so, most people are like in the game, right? But they don't actually cause the wins. This is actually a score of how many of the wins you're directly responsible for. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's, it's obviously it's a per season stat, right? Because you can't just you can't do this one per game. It's actually. You're not that far off. It's a weighted uh, runs created. Wins really cost, I told you. Yeah, so good job. Uh, you got it. Um, <laughs> uh, next, we have um, Sierra. Oh, the soda. Yeah, so it's actually just um, because Sierra Mist is the official sponsor of the MLB that mm-hmm. um, part of the terms and conditions were that Sierra had to become a Sabermetrics stat. And um, Sabermetrics, um, they care so much about their craft, Sabermetricians, that... Um, they just kept it as Sierra. So it's on every list, but then it's defined the soda. Yeah, like, you know when you're scrolling through, like, Facebook or Reddit and you get a post that says, like, ad next to it? Well, you're scrolling through statistics and it says Sierra with a little ad next to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so next we have um, ISO, ISO. Oh, that's just a... Uh... So um, it's like a... When, like, a CD is, like, mounted. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an ISO file. And that's correct. It's because, um, <laughs> because, um, I totally remember what the acronym stands for. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the way that people would watch highlights was changing 15, 10, 15 years ago. So people started throwing around the term ISO because they started putting everything on discs, like, you know, CD, CDs instead of floppies. Yeah. And it, everything and got, you keep track of those with the metrics, the isometrics. You keep track of them with the isometrics, but people on the boards kept getting confused they kept seeing ISO, and they were like, oh, we need to create a sabermetric stat for this. Yeah. So, yep, it's just the, it's just the CD. So, good, good. Got it again. How about .avi? <laughs> <laughs> well, that one is obviously dots averaged very intensely. No, this one was actually just fake. It was a test. This is uh, actually just the video file. Yeah, yeah. You see, the video file is full of dots. Yep. Right? Those are pixels. You mm-hmm. average them very intensely and you yep. get a video. Got me there. Yeah. You, I, you are... I think you've I gotten them all. I have used the computer before. Yeah. I noticed you skipped over RE24. I, I skipped over uh, RE24 because I forgot what it was and we're just moving past it. Well, you know, like, when you get really angry and you're just like, RE... Well, it's it's one of those, but there's 24 E's after it exactly. Oh, so you have to get... It's, it's, it's a precise measurement. It's a very precise measurement. So, okay. All right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Appreciate it. 
Oh, and Death Rite Shaman's on that list. Yeah, DRS. So what we haven't told you yet, if you're um, for some reason not personal friends with us, we play a children's card game together called Magic the Gathering. I intentionally put DRS on it because it is the acronym for a very good magic card, Death Rite Shaman. And Anthony picked it up immediately. So yes, Death Rite Shaman. You would almost think it's bait, but I didn't look at this list beforehand. You'd think that. So then then after DRS, um, which which stands for Death Rite Shaman. In baseball, also by the way, it, yeah, it was actually an homage to baseball. The creation of the card Death Rite Shaman, yeah. Um, Babip, B A B I P. All right, those are uh, birds and bees. Mm. Uh, internally, mm-hmm. <laughs> P. Yeah, so that's correct. So basically, <laughs> um, this stat was created because uh, Randy Johnson, uh, who's a pitcher, yeah, he would, um, you know, he, yeah, the Randy, the Randy, he made a habit of um, really hitting birds mid-flight. Um, let, let me just pull up a video real quick, just so so Ant can see. I, I'm sure you, as the listener, um, are well aware of the fact that Randy Johnson uh, mauls um, birds. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember it now. It's birds and bees internally pulverized. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's, it's, um, yep, you type in Randy Johnson on YouTube, and the first result is Randy Johnson hits bird. I'm sure that's not intentionally uh, affected by your search history in the slightest. Nope, I've never searched for it any times. Here we go, this is it. Oh! Wow, that bird wanted it. Oh my fucking god! So yeah, so um, because people were so impressed with Randy Johnson murdering that dove, that um, they needed to start keeping track of it. And we never used to keep track of bees being killed because a we hate them and b they're so small. But now, if you watch a baseball game, you'll see ball boys picking up little bees on the field. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah, that's what the ball boys are doing. They're picking up little bees, and they're keeping track of exactly uh exactly how many it's really a measure of how fast someone throws the ball you could say well why don't they just use this like a speedometer and like keep track of how many miles per hour they throw the ball they do but this is you know advanced metrics is all about taking simple metrics that we've well, used forever and saying that they're bad now i think if i remember from my research that they put a b inside of the ball mm. right yeah and when the ball is thrown fast enough it dies and that's how you know Ooh, that's a good point. All right, so thank you for joining us on um, on that segment. Um, next up, we have uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, this started out as a really funny segment and ended up being a deep dive on Nikola Jokic's uh, progress as an NBA player. So we'll, we'll see just how deep we get in on that because I really want to focus on the surface level stuff as all good journalism should we don't want to get too deep into it we don't want to get too serious we just want to bring you the funnies just want to bring you the laughs what do you think Anthony Uh, I think if we try to get serious on this it'll be a lot of you talking and me nodding my head that they can't see plus I gotta spread some of this into a an article as well and so I can't have any overlap so uh (laughs) so fuck that shit um so Nikola Jokic is a uh, Serbian basketball player. Who does he play for? Absolutely nothing. He plays for the Nuggets, that's correct. <laughs> he was fined $25,000 for saying a gay slur in a post-game interview about uh, Wendell Carter. I-, I believe it was something to the effect of, he's quite long, no homo. Now, you got to make sure you hit it with the no homo, Need right? the no homo. 
It's super important to hit it with the no homo. I wouldn't want anyone to think he's gay. I mean, listen, he's a seven-foot mammoth of a man from Serbia. What would his family say, think if he said, that boy is long, and then he didn't hit him with the no homo? You're out $25,000, but you're up pride. I think that's overall a win. Yeah. Now, shortly after, it was either a game or two after, Nikola Jokic, this was last night, so on the 7th, played an entire game where up until the last three minutes of the game, the young superstar took zero shots, which I thought was a really interesting choice, but I think that it shows that he learned his lesson from the ordeal. Taking too many shots, it could offend his teammates or worse, anger the opposition. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to offend anybody. You can't offend anybody. He's already realized that people in America don't like it when you say no homo. So what can you say? Plus, you can't handle balls. You can't handle he balls. You can't say he, no oh homo my before God, the game you anymore. You can't touch balls. Yeah. That's why only when the team needed him to touch the balls, he took a last-minute three-pointer, which, of course, he missed because... If, his, if he had been warming up, touching balls all game, you know, maybe you make a few baskets. He did end the game with four points because when he went to the free throw line, you are, it is mandatory to touch the balls. So at that point, you might as well make the basket. Yeah, and that's not you touching the balls. That's the gay agenda making you touch the balls. So clearly the best line was for him to let the longest man on the court, Mark Gasol, no homo, pick up the W. Now... Anthony has some insight here because Marc Gasol is Spanish, you know, from Spain, not like from the dirty, un- below-the-border kind. That's staying in. <laughs> Anthony is from Spain, just like Marc Gasol and his brother Pau Gasol. One, would you have ever guessed that a name Pau is Spanish? Uh, no, actually, that one, that one has pleasantly surprised me. And two, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Marc Gasol, the Spaniard? Picking up this W, scoring 20 points, touching balls all game long. Well, from what I know about the Spanish, we absolutely love touching balls. So he was already in there. There was no no homos required. That was just implied. I think it's a, a great day for Spain and truly a great day for the world. So you would say, now I don't know how to put this gently, um, Tennessee's pretty right. Tennessee's pretty Republican. You don't think that this hurts Mark Gasol's chances of maybe becoming mayor of Memphis one day um, because he touched so many balls, do you? Uh, I think that the people of Memphis can forgive him. It really depends on how many no homos he says uh, while on the campaign trail. It's kind of like a penance, you know, you're supposed to say uh, like a bunch of Hail Marys and you just say a bunch of no homos. How many no homos do you think per basket? Is this a new stat? Yeah, it's the no homos per basket. No homos per... Yeah, NHPB. Does it scale up? So if you... Because, like, say you make one basket. I think one no homos fine, right? Yeah, well, obviously, it's it's not like a, a straight scale. It can't be a straight scale. It cannot be a straight scale. So it's, it's obviously got a... Uh, like, if you make one basket, that's one no homo. If you make two baskets, maybe it's four no homos. I feel like that's correct. Of note, Tennessee voted for candidate, Republican candidate, Marsha Blackburn in the midterms. So Gasol, clearly, you know, on the pulse of Memphis, of the state, and he's ready to make a mayoral bid after the Nuggets lose 40 games and lay waste to another perfectly average NBA head coach. Don't you think? Yeah. 
I agree with all of those words that just came out of your mouth. Now, what do you think this means for Nikola Jokic? Do, do you think that he's going to have to decide between standing with his brethren, between his people, and not touching balls anymore? Do you think that this is why Serbians don't play in the NBA? Yeah, I think that the fact that the Serbian is playing in the NBA in the first place is already... He's out of his element because he has to say the no homos before the game and after, right? And, yeah. and obviously if he makes more baskets, he's just risking. And even saying no homo during a ba- during a basket, you feel like that might, you know, exhaust you to some extent. You're not breathing like the normal guys are. Well, you, not only do you need to hit the basket, you need it while dribbling, you need it when it get past to you. You're constantly saying no homo. It's a, it's a constant effort. You have to keep up with it. You know, and I believe that... Um, I can't verify this, nor literally anything I've said on this entire podcast. I, I believe that he is the assist leader on the team right now. Maybe that's because he's so forcefully passing the ball to people. He's like, no, get this shit away from me. He's trying to minimize his time with the ball. He's trying to show to everyone, like, no, I'm not going to be the last one to touch the ball. It's like a game of hot potato with him, except it's just this orange nipply ball. Yeah, the potato. All right, so the next topic that I want to discuss is um, something I think that the media has taken this and they've run with it and it's despicable. We have no proof other than this video, this frame-for-frame video and the person admitting that this happened to say that this actually happened. That could be anything. It could be anything. What I'm talking about, of course, is a video that came out on Wednesday, Thursday, sorry. Friday. Thursday. Saturday. Maybe you'll hear it on Saturday. Probably Friday. Anyway, um, that Allen Iverson, who, uh, you know, legend Allen Iverson, and we'll tell you all about Allen Iverson uh, right Alan now. Allen Iverson, the man who smelt Michael Jordan, and his first words out of Michael Jordan's mouth was, what's up, you little bitch? That's right. So, um, Ant deflected the question, of course. Tell me about Allen Iverson, though. The people know Allen Iverson. Would you like to remind them why? Well, <laughs> It sounds like Michael Jordan thinks he's a little bitch. That's all you need to know about him. So the story is that Michael Jordan, the first time he met Allen Iverson, said, What's up, you little bitch? Which we all know is, you know, some sort of disgusting ploy by the media to try and get clicks. Complex, if that's even your real name, YouTube channel, you're on notice. Okay? Yeah, complex. This shit's fake news. We're calling you out. We know it. Even if you had Allen Iverson on, and even if he said that, it didn't fucking happen. But, Ant, we keep circling back to this. I, I understand that you're, you know, you're apprehensive for some reason. You know, as a, as, a, as a lifetime, you know, Michael Jordan defender. We all know that he is actually, you know, up until now, an immaculate human being. This is just fake news. Tell us about Allen Iverson, please. All right. So Allen Iverson, he's uh, he's known for the Iverson Shuffle. Mm. Right? Tell us what the Iverson so Shuffle the is. The Iverson Shuffle is where you throw the ball mm. straight up. Yeah. Right? You do a little jig. Yeah. Sometimes like a Fortnite dance. You got to practice those. Yeah. I He actually had the original Fortnite. People don't realize yeah. this. But Fortnite, Allen Iverson, as many know, was in dire straits financially up until, um, you know, this very minute still. Uh, but he actually trademarked the Fortnite dances. And then when, when the uh, people at Fortnite made those dances, they realized, oh, shit. Fortnite's actually based off of Allen Iverson's entire career. It's based off of his whole life, really. It's really just a documentary. If you really look between the lines and see the subtle 
subtle references. You know, it, people don't realize that before Allen Iverson was a, a Hall of Fame NBA player, he was a carpenter in a gang. Really? Yeah, th- that's why he's const- that's why in Fortnite you're constantly, you know, building things but also shooting people. You know, Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus was a carpenter in a gang too called Christianity. Think about that. The relation is staggering. Jesus is actually Allen Iverson, believe it or not. It's true. It's true. I uh, I pray to Allen Iverson every night. Both, I, uh... both Jesus Christ and Allen Iverson are incredibly broke right now and would really do anything for a fucking meal, man. Don't take the Lord's name in vain like that. And by the Lord, I mean Allen Iverson. So, so what else can you tell me about Allen Iverson? His nickname, of course, is... Oh, it's uh, IVJ. IVJ, that's yeah. right. Not that J is nowhere in his name, but mm. it actually comes from the time he met uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Right. Where somebody... Where, yeah. I, I think... Hold on, let me finish this one for you. He met Jay and Silent Bob, and he turned to Silent Bob and said, What's up, little bitch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, that exact thing actually happened. Yeah, I mean, this isn't just a story that we're telling you. Yeah, and Silent Bob won't tell you it because he's silent. He He's actually a monk. Believe it or not. He's taken a vow of silence. He's taken a vow of silence. And um, he won't say a word. Yeah. So the way the story goes, right, is that Alan Iverson met Jay and Silent Bob. And Michael Jordan from across the room was like, Hey, IVJ, what's up, guys, you little bitches? And that's oh, it. Oh, man, he killed two bitches with one stone. He, dude's all about killing the bitches. He, cu- he well, hey, now. Allegedly. So <laughs> What's his BPM? His bitches per month. His bitches per month? Yeah. As far as I know, zero. But this is an interesting stat. If you um, take into account all of the women that Michael Jordan murders every single month, you know, it's just like Social Security. The women are drying up. By the time that we're ready to retire, the women are going to be gone. Social Security is going to be gone. You know, you may think even if you're married or whatever, who's going to re- resist Michael Jordan? You know, I, I think if if the government doesn't act quickly, we only have 10, 15 minutes before Michael Jordan just murders all the women. It Really, the shortage is upcoming. And I know people talk about global warming. People talk about the automation crisis. Nobody's talking about Michael Jordan and his BPM. Nobody. I mean, at most, you have Bill Simmons in a corner and a straight jacket clamoring that Michael Jordan had to take two years off from the NBA and play baseball because of some gambling debts. I mean, that's a cute thought, Bill, you know, if that is your real name. They gotta put him in a straight jacket because he can't say no homo for any other kind of jacket anymore. That's right. Bill Simmons is actually um, wildly homo. <laughs> Bill is homo. I'm calling you out, Bill Simmons. If you wanna, if you wanna have some sort of, you know, Twitter beef that lasts two or three hours during some sort of inconsequential Monday night football game, somebody call him a little bitch. I mean, I don't know of anything. I have ears everywhere, though. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on this. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna call him a, I'm gonna call him a little bitch. Whoa, do you remember that time that Brian Lang called what's his name a little bitch? Yeah, fuck you. What's his name? <laughs> I don't even remember who you are anymore, but you're a little bitch. And you too, Zach Lowe, my idol, also a little bitch. If you would like to come on the podcast to defend yourself, you, you we can give you our number. That's the only way around this. And Real Big Fish, 
I you're also little bitches because I reached out to you to put a song. I wanted to pay you money to use your music. <laughs> they have a song called Two for One. Two for One. And I was like, we need this for the podcast. We need it. I must have it. And I reached out to them thrice and no response. What are they? Busy people and don't take me seriously and think that I don't have the money to pay for this? You know, Because you're right. The problem is you reach out to them thrice. And the number three is not in two, four, or one. I need to reach out to them minus one times and then plus four times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then minus three times. It's kind of like one of those old-timey phones. Yeah. Yeah, you have to... Uh, or a locker combination. The, you have to rescind your request while also making additional requests. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to get too off-topic here because... We, you, you don't? I don't want to get too off-topic here. This is a very serious podcast. As you can see, we set the tone in the inaugural episode. Very serious podcast. There's one last thing that I would like to touch on, and that is Bryce Harper. You want to... Now, Ant... The genius that he is will tell you all about Bryce Harper. Uh, his name is Harper. Harp Harper. Harper with like like the harp, with an E R at the end. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, like the the harp. Mm-hmm. He actually created it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't right. think there's nothing to do with the sports career, but it's actually just a fun fact. It just shows what a Renaissance man Bryce Harper is. People thought that he is just going to be paid gobs of money. Because he hits a lot of home runs and he strikes out a lot and his face is bad, but he also made the harp. Yeah, and actually, if if you look at his bat, it's actually a small harp. Yeah, yeah. Most people wouldn't realize because he whiffs so quickly. He swings at every ball so quickly you can't even get you can't even like look at it. If you listen closely, you can hear the music. You gotta listen really the sweet chin music though. <laughs> All right, so Bryce Harper. Uh, apparently had an offer on the table for um, 10 years, $300 million from his uh, his hometown, Washington Nationals. Boo. Boo. Yeah. We have no bias, though. Fuck the Nationals. Yep, fuck the Nationals. No bias. We're just reporting on the facts, folks. So a 10-year, $300 million offer from the Nationals with no opt- opt-outs. And he turned it down on the final day of the season. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, why? Third of all, yes. Fourth of all, why? All right. So the why, obviously, is because somebody made him an offer for $301 million. C, number three. And the other why is because as part of the offer, I don't know if people don't know this, right? He had to stop playing the harp. Oh. It See, these, folks, these are the things that you don't get from just reading your ESPNs or your Washington Nationals number one fan dot com dot com or your SB Nations. You don't get that. You get that from here and only here. Bryce Harper did not want to quit playing music. So what I urge you to do, if you are a fan base who for some reason likes baseball players who strike out a lot, likes baseball players with bad faces, likes baseball players who also hit a lot of home runs, overrated. If you are that fan, what you got to do is you got to go to your team and you got to say, listen, if you offer $300 million, I will personally take $5 out of my pocket and give it to you to up that offer. Mm -hmm. And that way, 
you know, what are you going to do with that $5? Buy a coffee? Buy a hat? You're not buying a hat. This is 2018. I don't know where the fuck you're buying hats. Actually, wait. If you've got a hat for 5 bucks, can you please hit me yeah, up with that offer? Yeah, can you send us that? We are not wealthy people. We really need that $5 hat. Your $5 donation could go a long way to funding this podcast. To at least funding this podcast's hat. <laughs> please. But regardless, what do you, those $5, you throw them at your organization. You say, listen, I understand that you're charging me higher taxes for a stadium that you as a wealthy owner could have built by yourself. And that's fine. I'll pay higher taxes because I like feeling that there's a team in my backyard. Here's more money. Here's more money so that you can go sign Bryce Harper. It's really a damn shame that they even made the offer in the first place. It's obvious Bryce was going to turn it down. He's better than that. He is legitimately better than that. I mean, this these things have never fi- backfired on a player. Mike Moustakis? Who? Who's Mike Moustakis? Yeah, it sounds like he made a Moustakis. Mike made a Moustakis. He's a free agent again. Call me, Mike. Please. I really miss our time together. I Just come home. Mike, come home. I, I'm i sorry. Really. No, ser- ser- seriously. Mike. Mike, this man's desperate. Mike. Mike, he needs you. You you led my fantasy team to a shimmering third place finish. I That's at least better than one other person. Listen, I got my money back plus some pride. Not much, but a little. No, not much. There is actually, I, I know I said Br- Bryce Harper was going to be the last topic. I'm a fucking liar. We got Ooh. one more topic. Look at that. First episode of the podcast, and we're telling you lies. One more topic. But that's Just the one. only thing we've lied about. Just one. We promise the, you. Everything else has been the truth. You you have your finger on the pulse, just like Marcus Gasol has the, his finger on the pulse. That's a great visual what, gag you're making. Of what Memphis needs. I am touching. I am taking my own pulse right now. I am counting for a minute while talking. It's going poorly. I'm pretty sure the result he's getting is he's dead. I'm dead. You heard I, it here first. I have no pulse. You heard it here pulse. Okay, so the last item on the podcast I want to talk about is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. What do you think about Jimmy? P.U. Butler. Oof, he stinks? He's a stinky boy. Wow, he sounds like a smelly, smelly doo-doo head. Listen, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy smelly poo head When are you going to go take a shower? Yeah. You, you make me smell you, and it's not good. Go eat some soap, stinky. Go eat some soap, you stinky Timberwolf. It was reported that Jimmy Butler, the Houston Rockets offered four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler, and the Timberwolves turned it down. You have Jimmy Butler, who's not happy. He's smelly. You hear reports about everyone saying, you know what, Jimmy Butler... Decent guy, good ball player, smelly dude. No one can deal with that kind of smell. A team's chemistry suffers after you have someone that smelly on the team for so now, long. Smelly is actually an advantage on the court. Yes. Because nobody wants to defend against you when you're smelly. This is why people regard Jimmy Butler as a top 30 player. Yeah. Because he's incredibly pungent on the court. They actually don't give out front row tickets at his games. Right. Because nobody would take them. It's and actually it's a health hazard. It's, it's a hard, illegal. It's a hard sell for an owner to even take on that contract. Because you got to pay Jimmy Butler a lot of money, and you're losing out on so much revenue in the front row. You also have to get an extra locker room. You have to really value winning to put Jimmy Butler on your team. 
to buy a new locker room. You have to get an extra plane, an extra bus, an extra hotel room. This is actually why you never hear rumors about Jimmy Butler going to the Lakers. Because Jack Nicholson talked to Magic Johnson and said, Oh, listen, Magic, if you get Jimmy Butler, I'm going to follow the Clippers. Because I am not going to sit in the second row. And yeah, everyone knows he only takes front row seats. Jack Nicholson's front row seats are the most legendary front row seats in all of basketball because they're the only ones that I know about. I don't know anyone else who has front row seats. So you know they're big. The real problem is that it becomes a uh, an unstoppable object, unmovable force kind of thing. That's right. Right? You, you get somebody who li- literally prevents you from sitting in the front row mm-hmm. and somebody who's physically incapable of not sitting in the front row. That's right. That's right. So, so four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. First of all, folks, that's not real. I mean, like, come on. But I- I'm being serious. I mean, I'm serious all the time, but I'm being serious. Four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. That shit's not, that shit's not, that shit's not happening. It's not real. It's not happening. It's not real. It's not fucking happening. They're going to be heavy pr- protections. You, there has to be deodorant in the offer. I mean, like, listen, Tom Thibodeau, he's a guy who's able to mesh with Jimmy Butler because he does not smell. He cannot smell. Like, can't physically smell. Tom Thibodeau cannot smell. You know, I think around Jim Butler, he might gain the ability. Really? Yeah, I think Jim Butler can cure smelllessness with how dank his stank is. Okay, so you heard it here first. Jimmy Butler's smell is so transcendent. He is such a good smell artist. He really plays the game his own way. He is so good at what he does, he could restore your sense of smell. Do you think that maybe Jimmy Butler should actually just leave the fucking NBA Go on around the world as someone who can cure your sense of smell. You know, I think it'd be a good uh, a good potential business venture for him. But the problem is they won't let him anywhere near uh, like a hospital mm. or a crowd. Sure. So you, you're saying you have to go to one of those communist countries without hospitals. Yeah. Somewhere like England. Yeah, England without the hospitals. No hospitals in England, folks. That's why this is what they don't tell you on NBC or your CNNs. Or, or even, the BBC. Or, or the fucking BBC. You know, especially not the BBC. They, if everyone left England, what are you going to fucking do? Nothing. You're going to do nothing. If you're if you're English, well, where do you say you're from then? Oh, I'm from the ocean. They see right through that shit. They know you don't live in the ocean. Everyone from England tries to say, oh, I'm from France, but they don't speak French. So when they're trying to lure good, hardworking Americans over to England, they say, listen, we don't pay for healthcare. It's because they got no fucking hospitals. Nothing you can do for you. Yeah, it's true. They actually just dump people into the ocean. Sometimes they sometimes they, they swim to one of the nearby nations that do have hospitals. And where they say that they're from the ocean. Psh, yeah, right. Usually most of them drown. Most drown. Most people who were born in England drown. There's only one other place in the world you can say that about, folks. Atlantis? Atlantis. I was going to say Venice, but ac- actually it's Atlantis. Yeah. It was Atlantis the whole time. Venice is actually Atlantis. What? Yeah. I didn't go to Venice when I was in Italy. You missed going to Atlantis. It's kind of crazy. I should have gone to Atlantis. I'm kind of bummed out. All right. Well, we have really tackled some of the most pressing matters, both politically and in sports. I feel like we've accomplished a great deal in our first episode. Anthony, how do you feel about this? I feel like we talked about sports maybe five minutes. I feel like we talked about sports for at least... It's good. 
All right. High quality. This is Brian Lang signing off from two for one double play on the two for one cast, the podcast for two for one with my finger on the pulse. He's taking his pulse. I'm again, taking but you my can't pulse. I can't count while I'm talking. One, two, three, five. It's over, folks. <laughs> Go home. Well, thank you for joining us, Anthony. I feel like we're going to do a many of these together. At least two. At least two. We're going to get our feet wet, but not all of us wet. We don't live in the fucking ocean. No homo. No no homo. I, I thought that would be more of a thing this podcast. No homo. <laughs> no homo. Good night, folks.